Welcome to Arena Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I'm your host Arena, and today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 with Mark 7. The story of Stargate SG-1 begins about a year after the events of the future film when the United States government learns that an ancient alien device called the Stargate can access a network of such devices on a multitude of planets and in space. SG-1 is an elite United States Air Force special operations team, one of about 20 teams from Earth who explore the galaxy and defend against alien threats such as the GLOAD, the Replicators and the Ori. The series drawn upon Egyptian, Greek and Norse mythology, as well as the legend of King Arthur. I always have liked Stargate SG-1. The whole space traveling concept through what Stargate is somewhat of a mystery. You never know where you end up to. My favorite character is Teok. Although I love Stargate SG-1, I never could get into the other series. Why? I have no idea. Maybe because SG-1 was SG-1 and I didn't want any other crews to mess that up. I think SG-1 is a great sci-fi series slash movies and the beauty of it is, is that they doesn't travel to the future, but more like old civilizations and unknown worlds. Today our guest is Mark Seven. Hello Mark. Welcome Hello. and thank you for joining me. Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me again. So today we are talking about Stargate SG-1. Can you tell me in your own words what is Stargate SG-1 and... What does it mean to you? Stargate SG-1 was a very, very good idea that came after the, the, the Stargate, the movie. The, the first idea of the Stargate had so many possibilities and they, they were wise to explore the, those, uh, those possibilities and, and instead of making only one Stargate working from here from from the earth to to Ra mining mining uh, colony, they 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 ex expanded everything to a big net galactic network, and they expanded even more from new galaxies and and wow they they created a monster. Stargate is a very very successful monster in terms of imagination. Read the last couple of weeks a lot about the new reboot of Stargate. What is your mm -hmm. opinion about that? For now, they are working about that. They don't say any information about that. Everything you read is just a speculation. They want to shock everyone. Uh, and they want to innovate. They want to make uh, a, a, a real reboot about Stargate because if you uh, if you start to do the same of the last 15 or 17 seasons they made from Stargate, Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe they will lose a lot of, of creative creative stuff so I believe we will know we, we will not know anything until they put in the air the first episode do you think it will work because they are talking about bringing uh, the old characters and actors back in it? 
I don't think so because they want to innovate. I believe the, the old uh, the old uh, the old people from the from the series will appear just like Dr. McCoy appeared in the Next Generation Star Trek. He appeared. He said, "God bless you and, and Godspeed." I believe this will happen in Stargate too. Uh, the situation they they left the, uh, the Stargate in the last series uh, remote many many interesting things because Atlantis is on Earth, is on the in the ocean on Earth. Is is now uh, it can be productive in the Earth and could change the Earth politically very much. So, the possibilities are so big, they have so many chances to do that. Then, uh, uh, I hope, I sincerely hope, they can do the same wise thing they did first with the first movie, Stargate, they are doing now. I, I really hope they do everything by success. I hope so too, because I must confess, SG-1 is my favorite, and I couldn't get into uh, Atlantis and Universe. I don't know why. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's still... I still love SG-1. If we are looking to the Stargate itself, how do you think or like about the Egyptian and Norwegian mythology? in it uh, in the whole series the, the, the Egyptian culture uh, was shown in Stargate like an imitation of the Goa'uld culture the domain, the organization political organization so we, we, we when, when we see these movies and we see that uh, there is a very very profound alien influence in the political organization and even in the decoration of the Egyptian Egyptian things we can understand from where all this came in the Stargate in the Stargate point of view of course I don't share these uh, these beliefs but the, the whole series have some logic when it when they organize that those information this way I must say the Gula old worms, if you can say it like that, uh, reminds me a little bit of Alien. Yes, so, they uh, they are they are parasite 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 uh, kind of aliens, and and it's very unlogical that a uh, 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 life form so small have uh, brain cells. In, in its body to uh, control uh, a bigger brain than its own. It's very sci-fi for my taste, but it's it's a fact. They <laughs> they uh, they made this uh, that way, and it was very effective. The Guaud took a lot of work to 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 be beaten, and I like that. They they made a very fabulous. Uh, enemy for the Earth. Yeah, um, you mentioned that uh, before we recording this episode. Um, can you tell me something a little bit more about that anime? Because I never heard about it. You mean you mean the parasites? 
Now you said that there was a, a cartoon of uh, Stargate. Well, they, they, uh, the series shown they, they have a very very basic culture, mounted and and organized it in 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 the what we see the Egyptian way, but the series shows that we the Egyptians learned from from the aliens how to organize how to organize themselves so we see those aliens like like parasites trying to dominate another species because we have bodies that can work better with tools and, and use get better use of technology so so we are in a big in a big dis disadvantage in this game we all the time needed to over overthink that, and that's what that's what the new humans can do. That the Tauri. Well, you can see that a lot, and that's an a sample of it. I remember a episode that there was a some kind of an alien thingy, and there was somebody who touched it, and then. If somebody else touches, they would change bodies. And Teal'c came in the body of O'Neill, and O'Neill came into the body of Teal'c. And Teal'c uh, and O'Neill became sick, so Teal'c needed to. He needed yes, to. Yes, be uh, because because O'Neill, uh, Teal'c's mind needed the the Goa'uld inside his body to keep him safe, to keep him healthy, yeah. and the 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 possession of O'Neill's body did not provide what he needed as mind. Uh, we have more more times of of uh, changing bodies in Stargate. They they use those those uh, ancient stones to do that. They touch the stones and change bodies. Uh, Daniel Jackson uh, felt that in more or less uh, the eighth season, when those stones started to to work, and they work, they were so interesting. Then uh, uh, this technology was uh, assimilated by Earth, and then they could even use it in Stargate universe. Became the uh, sorry, and that they, that became the the, the only uh, communication form between this the um, the starship Destiny to Earth. What do you love about Stargate SG One? What I love about Stargate SG One that's a big list. <laughs> the first thing I like in, in Stargate is. Uh, they are Air Force military, and I am an Air Force military too. I saw so many things in common. I like the way uh, uh, they assumed the control about this project on Earth, and with with that, they also started to build uh, starships too. And uh, the, the presence of a Stargate that can connect you to other places was uh, just by that a fascinating, a fascinating possibility. Another thing I like in Stargate is the P90. 
the standard uh, SG Teams weapon. It's a very interesting weapon made by Finland, uh, actually, and uh, it, it has it has a very interesting uh, form of of working. It uses batteries. It uh, uh, it protects even the actors when it works because instead to uh, uh, instead to eject the old jackets, use the jackets from from the bullets. To decide, risking to to do that hot metal to uh, to to hit the head of, of a colleague, of the eye of a colleague, the the P90 always eject those those used jackets down, almost to your feet. Okay, it's mm -hmm. a very nice it's a very nice piece of of artillery. I like that that gun very much, and I even have a copy here. Uh, so uh, I can assume that that is a real military weapon, then. Was yes, this... yes. I, I had okay. a real one in my hand. I was I when I when I served in the, in the air force, I was invited to a military fair in 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 Brazil that happened in, in Rio de Janeiro, and I was there, and I. Uh, and I, I found the FN uh, stand in that fair, and I, I was I was decided to find the P90 there, and there was she. I, I had one in my hands. It uh, it costed uh, 1,000 euros each one. So I, I had the privilege to have a P90 in my hand. Right? It was wonderful. That's awesome. So they are traveling. And I have said that before in another uh, episode of Stargate. Mm. When they when they travel for the first time through the Stargate, I really got a little bit nauseous because it looked like and it felt <laughs> like it felt like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, the bigger the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigger the immersion. Yes, you go there. You go there. This this happens sometimes to people. Uh, if you have some sensibility to to those kinds of image, you will be there in the Stargate, and uh, you will be feeling bad, like you, just just like the first ones, with have needed uh, um, a major Carter to do the the fine adjustments to the trips, so they started to uh, to enter in the Stargate and go out without feeling anything or, or get almost frozen on and, and to be tossed away when they go out from the event horizon. This was this was all major character tricks. So they are traveling through the Stargate to other worlds. What or uh, what do you like about it or um because we also know it's it's kind of a little bit back in history. Um, yeah, tell me, what do you think about it? To do, if you go to a star to a Stargate, you don't know where you go, so you don't have many information. Stargates itself doesn't transmit more information for you. They they only they only uh, can inform you that the connection is open, and you can go. 
but else of that you don't know how is the atmosphere you don't know how temperature you don't know uh, you don't know what is waiting for you there so Air Force created those drones called MAUPS and uh, it, it, it was very wise and useful because they also created the, the possibility of, of the uh, electromagnetic signals, signals uh, radio can go to both sides of an open connection uh, instead of the, of the, the um, matter, matter flow. Only the, the Stargate, you open, can transmit matter. In other words, you can walk into this, this Stargate, but you can't come back before the Stargate closes and you open it again from the other side. So the MAUP is a very, very important uh, invention because if you go, if you need to go through this Stargate, Unless you need to go with a, 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 a space suit every time, that will be very uncomfortable. You really need the information of the map. I think the, the, the Air Force and, and the very good use of Stargate was was very very nice designed. I like that. So let us talk a little bit more about the main characters. From SG One, uh, of course we got um, Jack O'Neill, uh -huh. uh, Doc Samantha Carter, yeah, yes. Daniel Jackson, Daniel Jackson, and Tilk, of course he. We have Tilk. We, we and... have General. We have General Hammond. Yeah. Too, he was a key person there because he assumed assumed command from from. From the Stargate command, and he helped it to create and organize everything in that team. And in the first episode, he was about to get retired. Can you imagine that? When you are getting retired, you 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 say goodbye to your to your career, to your life, and you imagine how will be your life after that. But when he was about to get out, everything changed. And he was back there again. I'm very, um, I'm very sad since his he the actor passed away. Yeah. Because he was, he did a very very great job. I am very happy too because in Stargate Atlantis, uh, they g gave his name to a starship too. Oh. Yes. You if you if you listen, if you listen. Uh, if you listen uh, carefully, you will see in this in this in this serial in the Stargate Atlantis that the USS um, Hammond is there in space and working fine. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, we already said uh, we already talked about Tilk a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I must say I like Tilk. He has a kind of humor that. Uh, <laughs> And also with with um, Jack O'Neill, it's like Jack had to mentoring him a little bit of how he had to act on Earth. And there were I remember there was one f episode that was really funny. They were in a hotel room and 
took out some coins from O'Neill to um, lying on that vibration bed. Yeah, yeah. For for I imagine how strange that would be to that kind of of character. But let's start from the beginning. We, let's start from uh, the the original character that came imported from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have Jack O'Neill that have a very very deep trauma of uh, from the the the, the, the death of son. his his son. Yes, he blames himself because he didn't hide correctly his weapon, and that happens in many 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 homes in America. You know. And that happens with O'Neill, and he needed to pay himself about that. So he found a, 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 a another son. The that guy he met in uh, yeah I don't know I don't know that planet. Well, in the movie, a kid helped him, mm-hmm. and he he. Uh, assumed his the, the respect of him and, and like like he had a new kid to take care of. Yeah, it was it was important to him and, and the Stargate team uh, became the family he he needed to 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 proceed. Then we have Daniel Jackson, the man who opened the mystery of the, the, how the Stargate works. The the seven, the seven symbols, six points to to indicate the destiny, and the last point of origin. This was fantastic, even from a man who always studied uh, relics and, and history, and now he opened the future to mankind. That was amazing. Then they leave uh, Daniel Jackson in the movie. They they leave Daniel Jackson. In I, I I still can't remember the the planet where he is. He was, and then the Goa'uld came to make the collection on Earth since that gate started to work. Somehow they they discovered that and came to Earth to take some samples from the from their slaving. So. Here we, here we are. That's a very, very good, very good cue to restart the story. And not, not only that, they discovered that Stargate was not a, a one-way connection to just one planet. Uh, they found out that it's a very galactic network and much more things to discover. <laughs> that, that simple discovery uh, opened the series for 10 seasons. Can you imagine 10 years doing the same thing? So, and, and the, more, the more people saw, the more people want to see. And they ended the, the Egyptian mythology and started the eighth season to uh, finding out what the, the King Arthur and Merlin, etc., etc., have to offer. To the culture, to to the alien culture. So, Stargate is very, is a very imaginative series. I love that. So we we proceed with uh, the, the the characters. Now in the new se- in the new series we have uh, two more 
two more characters. We have Samantha Carter. That was a real a good acquisition because she was the, the, the science inside the Stargate. You can't, you can't only start pressing buttons to a thing that you don't know how, to, how it works. So the most logical thing is to, to get inside the Stargate by science, making our computer to control the Stargate and, and understanding much more inside, from inside it, how it works the technology, how the subspace frequencies uh, happens to create a wormhole. And there we go. There you go. You, you have major things a very bigger collection of scientific things to 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 play around. It's wonderful. Yeah, do you have any favorite character in the series? Favorite character? I'm between Daniel Jackson and Samantha Carter. I she does rock because I remember yeah. when she just appears, she also had that uh, military man talk. Yeah. And that was really funny. The, the, she, she made a, she said a very, very famous uh, comment. Yeah. So Mr. Uh, Jack O'Neill was uh, frightened for her presence in his team. And she answered, well, it's not because my reproductive organs are inside and yours are outside that will be, that, that will mean any difference uh, between our, our ways to proceed in this mission. So she nailed it that. <laughs> it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, was, there was also an episode when they were to on a planet and the men were... Uh, the leaders there and the men always had to say of everything and she had to combat hand-to-hand uh, -hand, uh, against yeah. one of the men and yeah. I think that was one of the episodes that also was um, currently what happened in over the world that people still see women um, less than men and um, I think that episode showed us that it wouldn't be that case. She can stand up for herself and uh, would be as strong as the man will be. Unfortunately, uh, the human race today in, in this planet, with all this communication, we still have many, many regions on the Earth where... Uh, Stupid things like that, uh, discriminating men from women, or uh, now there are people discriminating black from white, and from in other way, in other countries there are people discriminating yellow from from white or blondies. Uh, this kind of stupidity is still happening in this country, and I thank God that we have series and and movies and bigger way of communication to tell people this is stupid stop doing that let's do something better yeah i agree to that and we come to tilk <laughs> yes we come to tilk tilk uh, i can say they they he followed 
in a parachute on the series. Of course, if we have in Star Trek, we have the alien Spock to explain alien things to us. In, in Stargate, we needed someone from inside the enemy to explain the enemy to us. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we, fortunately, we have our Spock, not, not as scientific like, like, like a Vulcan, but uh, that, that Jaffa explaining any, many things from the, the Goa'uld kingdom and uh, the traditions that he needed and then the suffering of his, his people. And this was, it was very instrumental to this, to this series. Not to mention that actor uh, made a very, very impressive uh, impression to everyone. I, I always will remember him when he needed to torture someone. All he needed to do is to sit and look at the guy. Oh man, three, ten minutes in that under that look make you say everything. <laughs> <laughs> That that guy was amazing. Uh, 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 one thing that that impressed me too it was the expression of Tuke in the first episodes. Every every time I look to that face, look to that mouth, I I I was very sure he was chewing a lemon. That was Tuke, and and we in these ten years we saw the character uh, evolving. Became yeah. more human, became more, more, uh, more understandable, you know. And even when they uh, started to uh, free all the Jaffa, yeah, in, in, in the in the tenth year, or ninth or tenth year, it was epic because of Tuk. No one else could do that. Not even Bretak. Bretak. <laughs> Was there to, I believe. I, I believe, Braytac was a, a, a collateral effect of the strong of Duke. I love. I, I like this, this this thing they made in the series. It's very, it's very, it's very important. It's very strong. I remember too that they uh, they gave him he, uh, hair at, I think the last two seasons of it and the first time i saw him with hair i was thinking what the hell that, <laughs> that is so not tilk yeah you you can you can see there is a difference between the slave and a free man yeah so so a free man he he, he can he, he start to explore himself he start to explore his own appearance I don't want to look like a slave. So here we go. You know, the first thing I did when I ended my career in the Air Force was to let my, my shave and my hair to grow, 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 grow up. <laughs> and I became a so ugly person that I... <laughs> when I saw my first photos with all that, I came home and cut at everything. Yeah, they say no. that when when you have been surfing, you will keep the haircut as well when you retire. Mm. Yes. So, but even so, when, when we start uh, this time of, of retiring, we try everything. We, try, mm. we, we, 
we are back to know ourselves again and re-identify ourselves. So I believe it was what's happening with Tilk. He was not a slave anymore, and, and he was among uh, he was among Earth Earth people. And that medallion in his forehead also made a very a very hard impression. So the hair uh, helped him to minimize the effect. I'm, I'm sure. I must say, I like that medallion on his head. It's something, I don't want to say special, but it was intriguing to like a mark what he was in a way. Yes, uh, each, each Jaffa had a drawing in his forehead. Some with, uh, some with lower ranks, they have uh, tattoos in the forehead. Each one with a symbol that represents the uh, Goa'uld Lord they serve. In case of Tilk, the, he uh, served uh, Apophis, if I, if I don't remember, if I, my memory works fine, he, he served Apophis. And that was the symbol of Apophis. I'm, I'm not sure uh, it was... Uh, yeah, I thought it was him. It was the same, the same symbol we see in the Egyptians' documentaries. I don't know. But they used to open the skin of, of the, the Jaffa in, uh, and, and make some holes in the, in the bones, and then they melt gold inside those holes, so, so the medallion forms right on, on, on his forehead. It's not... It's not a, a, a walk in the park. It's very painful. And the Goa'uld don't care about that. They want you to serve them. So there was still one uh, main character we have to talk about, and that is Jack O'Neill. Yes. Jack O'Neill was the tactical brain in, in the team. He always wanted new ideas, always wanted to be the action man. So... If you have a, one, a, a person that he's, he's only a scientist, uh, like Daniel Jackson, he, he was not trained to do that in, in the beginning, but he learned to do that and to be a, a warrior too. But it happened only after the, sixth, the fifth season. You see him, him being braver. And the, uh, if, you lose, if you leave uh, uh, Samantha Carter, uh, alone, she will be dived in, in how to make an aqua reactor. She loved to do that. But she, this is she. If you, she, if you, if you lose Tilk, he will uh, hunt someone to serve it to him against Apophis and then die free, if, if, if so. But Jack O'Neill was the glue that took all the talents of that team and make them work together each time with a new objective. It was impressive. <laughs> and I love it the way when Carter started to explain scientifically something they need to do. They <laughs> she always was uh, interrupted by, by Jack O'Neill and she, he said, Carter, English. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have time to understand. He want, he wants only wanted to know can we do that or not? 
I, I think I think we have the balance about that, and I think too it was uh, imitated in the the less less lost in space uh, um, lost in space uh, series. Uh, in this series, we don't have the, the 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 father as a scientist. The father is the military. Mm-hmm. And the 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 wife is a scientist, and the, the and the son is the scientist. But in times of action, the father takes away, takes takes the leadership, and goes for the action and, and, and solves the problem, listening to the scientists, just like Stargate does. I, I think it's a, a um, well, it's a work team in action. We can always find the balance with that when you have a leader. And you have, you have a mission to do. It's fascinating. Do you have any favorite episodes of the series? I, that's hard to say. It's a so big list. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the, the end of the seventh season when they finally discover Atlantis. And I love the way Atlantis started. I hate the way they changed it. The, the leader of the Atlantis was the actor they found, the actress they found to Atlantis. What, had talent, had charisma, but if, if she was the first one the, that appeared in the seventh season of Stargate, I, I, I think she would be uh, more successful. And what, what another, another episode? That episode where... Uh, where Jack O'Neill restarts the day every day, and that was that was a very nice one. The 200th episode of the series, when we had uh, already uh, another team, and, and they made so much, they made that episode so funny. There is a lot of humor in the series. Yes, yes, they loved it, and, and they implemented that so 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 brilliantly. They even put humor in in the commander of Stargate Atlantis when they called the the Robert Picardo to be the commander there. He he he, he made a very serious character as as the commander of this of this the city, but the actor himself he loved it to implant humor in the scenes and he made it uh, very subtle very interesting i love that they love humor in the whole series and, and that was the the ideal mix so we can explore space and, and have fun and learn something with the science of stargate and it was simply impressive other thing i loved in stargate was the day samantha carter uh, exploded a sun Using Stargate technology, that was impressive too. And I hope, I, I sincerely hope, they uh, they can do that again. They can do that 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 magic. They can do that that mixing of humor, technology, and action to enlighten us when they do Stargate again. I hope so too. Yeah. Well, we're coming at the end of this episode. Is there something you'd like to add? I li- I just remember a joke I heard in the 200th episode. 
it was impressive. There were a Muppet or puppet uh, they they use it to wear in, in Thunderbirds technology. They use that technology in, in the 200 episode. It was so hilarious. Uh, the General Hammond puppet came to the sergeant who dialed Stargate and he said, okay, it's time to spin it. And, and the sergeant said, oh, uh, General, uh, the Stargate uh, it doesn't spin. And General Hammond said, I am a general. I said it spins. And that thing will spin. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, 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 I left from that for so many things. I heard real generals talking that way. That was impressive. I think that's also reminds you in a little bit of your time in the Air Force. Because mm. there are a lot of things I think you can identify when you were in the Air Force with some kind of talking or actions or... Well, my actions in the Air Force uh, were, were more guided by uh, Star Trek and, and the officers uh, didn't know where came my, my, my way to speak with them by Starfleet protocol. And they liked that. I, I, at the same time, I, I shown efficiency and respect. And the Stargate made the contrary, and, and it makes the, all the, those times in my uniform and that green uniform I had to, and the times in, 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 uh, in camping, military camping, and the times of uh, training, shooting, and, and you know, the, the more adventure times when you are military, they all seem to pay off when you see Stargate and you, see, and you tell yourself, yes, I was, I was able to do everything of that. And if I just wanted that Brazilian Air Force has discovered the Stargate. I would be ready. <laughs> <laughs> what are also moments in the series or in the episodes that you were thinking, Ugh, that can't be, that's not, that's impossible because you know certain things, uh, how things work? Well, uh, uh, the most glorious moments in, in Stargate for me was just the end of the seventh year the seven seasons, when they discover Atlantis. That, that trip to the, the hidden city of Atlantis was, had so many times, so many steps to go. The, the team suffered so many things. And, and that, was, that became an apogee so, so, so glorious, that battle for... For, for Atlantis were glorious. We had, we shown we have a, a fleet of spaceships that could fight the enemy ships. We, 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 Stargate made us evolve like, like Air Force, like defensive species. We, are, we could be not, uh, not take unarmed if needed, but we were in Stargate every time evolved with everything we learned. I believe this is the way. I believe this is the way we can 
we can learn with Stargate, you know. There are series and there are film, there are movies that shows the, the contrary, like District Nine. The, it says it shows how mankind can be negative with with uh, aliens that can accidentally come here and they will only get ambitious with that technology. If we did that in Stargate, we we already have lost. But we were wise in Stargate because this team, this SG-1, they simply, they simply guided us to win all the wars they, they, broke, they broke to us. It was, it was wonderful. Well, Mark, we are at the end of this episode. I'd like to thank you again to be my guest. And another thing, I'd like to thank you personally for your service, what you did. In, for in the military and um, I hope to talk to you soon again thank you I'm, I'm happy to be here and I thank you for the opportunity to so to say to say to tell you about the proud I have to have served and the good times this broke to me and, and how Stargate came along and uh, brightened my time in there what that was wonderful thank you and i will be here whenever you need me dear listeners i'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast i hope you like it and i try to be diverse as much as i can tell me what you think how i'm doing with this podcast if you have any tips for me how i can do things better let me know if you like to talk about this episode or want to comment on this episode you can reach out on podbean the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, and the Discord server for Render Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I also have a Twitter account especially for this podcast at OTFASP. Render Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi is also to listen, follow, and subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, the Facebook group, and the YouTube channel. The next episode will be in the new year. I wish you a very happy new year and I hope you will be listening as well to my podcast next year because I have a lot of great ideas and great subjects to cover. The first episode of season two and in the new year is another part of Stargate SG-1. Thank you again for listening. And I will see you in a new year.